Welcome to the Men of Iron podcast, changing a culture one man at a time. At Men of Iron, we equip men and grow godly leaders through creating and sustaining one-to-one and micro-group mentorships. Go to menofiron.org for more info. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the show. It's the Men of Iron podcast live from the MOI headquarters. It's Steve bringing it to you. Episode 32 is brought to you by the Supply Supply, a beautifully lit, clean, and modern co-working and event space. Go to supplymanheim.com for more info. I am pumped to introduce our special guest today, James Hall. James Hall of Restoring Heroes Project. His goal is to help men push back the darkness and fight passivity through biblical manhood. He has a husband and father of three. James and his family reside in Springfield, Ohio. James, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. It's it's an honor to have you. What's what's going on out there in Springfield, Ohio? Right now, bunch of people. So I don't <laughs> Well, that kind of leads me into it, man. Just let the listeners, the viewers know, man, just a little bit more about James Hall. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just a man passionate about seeing men, restoring men to their proper place in the world. Man. I think, understand that they have permission to be leaders, to be providers and protectors, spiritual leaders of their home. So my goal is, in my way, to be as authentic as possible as I go through that journey. I am not an expert at this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm working at it every day. Not an expert. I just, you know, as I go through my journey, I like sharing. So mm-hmm. that's the that's heroes. Yeah. Real biblical man but in a counterfeit world, bro. I love it, man. I love your authenticity. That's one thing, you know, as I've been following your journey here um, in the past few weeks, that's one thing that stands out is your authenticity, man. So I applaud you for that, for real. We need more men like yourself in this world. It's starting. You, we got you too. So, <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it, man. We're all we're all working towards the same goal, right? Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. For those that don't know about Restoring Heroes Project, man, can you just give them? I, this is one thing that I love watching your videos and and listening to your podcast. Can you just give us one of your intros, man? Your intros are the best. I just got to let you know that. <laughs> you got to You got to give the listeners a taste of it, man, so they can go check you out. Are you? Oh. <laughs> maybe you, maybe you can't do it. He's like in his. He's in the lunch in the lunch room or something. <laughs> Where I am is uh, in this location inside the school, so I'm uh, running. I start yelling. All right, all right. So maybe maybe we just got to make all our viewers and listeners go check you out on on YouTube and iTunes. No, YouTube, iTunes. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll make sure they have all those links at the end of the podcast here, but. We're going to hit you with take five if you're ready for it before we get into the interview. You ready for take five? Oh, what is that? I know, you've got no clue. <laughs> We're just going to hit you with five fun questions, get a, get a little you know, lightheartedness here to start the show. Let's do it. All right, brother. All right, take five, question number one. Give us one of your favorite childhood moments. Um, one of my favorite childhood moments is sitting down, watching... Like Love it, love it. All right, take five, question number two. So being in the podcast world, what is your go-to podcast these days? Um, my go-to podcast, when I'm listening, Right now, I'm listening to Ever Vigilant. Okay. And, and 
I I don't I don't listen to podcasts that often. Okay. I listen to audio books. Yep. So I go to Hoopla to get my audio books. Mm-hmm. I just got listening to um, The Lies Man Believe by uh, Robert Walker. Hmm. Okay. I gotta write that one down. All right. What question number three? What album or song have you had on repeat lately? Um, song. Oh. You know that's a hard one because I listen to music all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what album is a, um, a church in Texas called um, Adamant Believer, Believer, Believers? Adamant Believers Council. Mm-hmm. They have just came out with a. Um, an album on their website, exministries.com. So I've been listening to that album over and over again. It's a pretty good album. Awesome, awesome. All right, question number four. What's the best part about being a dad? Okay, it's going to sound cheesy, but you know when you come home and you've been gone all day, my kids still run to me mm. and get, like, Daddy, Daddy's home and stuff like that. Love it. And they're like, my daughter's 12, my son is 7, and my, now my, uh, my other daughter, my youngest, is uh, about to be 11 months okay. and she's jumping around and stuff like that so that's the best <laughs> part of one of the best things to be a dad coming home from a hard day of work mm-hmm. and you're like doing everybody else and you have people excited to see you when you come home yep yeah I second that my daughter our daughter is two and that's there's not there's not too much better in life than when she comes running to the front door to greet you just screaming daddy it's it's a it's a good thing for sure yeah man all right, question number five for take five is what is you and your wife's go-to date night spot? The movies. Nice. Uh, the movies, and may I add another one? She likes bowling. Okay. She likes we're not, bowling. We're not even good at bowling. We just like going there <laughs> just for the sake of throwing the balls down a gutter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get the, uh, what do they call the, the bumpers out? Get those out maybe. Right. So we, <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're for the kids, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, man. Well, you survived Take 5, even though I didn't I didn't give you any pre-warning on it, so you did well, man. That's good, man. I'm glad I survived. I was scared. <laughs> I'd love to hear just a little more about about you, James, a little bit, uh, a little bit about your faith journey and how you came to know the Lord. Um, well, my beginning of my life has been you know, really tumultuous. I had something... Um, catastrophic happened in my life when I was about five years old, which changed the course of um, who I was raised by. I was raised by my uncle and I um, because my mom um, was murdered and my dad was never around. Hmm. So I was raised by my uncle and I. So through my aunt, I was always in church. You know, you know, I'd be in, being in something but never being touched by and changed. Um, and I was a pretty not a pretty good kid. Morally, or a, if you compare yourself against other people, I kind of was a good kid, didn't get in trouble as much, you know, besides the regular riffraff and playing too much in school. But um, I really didn't, I knew of God, but I really didn't fall in love with God to the point where I gave my life up for him until I was about 18, 19 years old. Hmm. And um, through that, like, it wasn't no, I can't remember the, the dates, I can't remember, no, some people, Oh, I know God. 
preaching of the pastor, like I knew God, I knew I had to change my life. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to cut off friends and you know, run towards God uh, with my my girlfriend back then, but she's now my wife for 15 years. We just ran towards God together. Um, and it's been a journey since then, you know, growing as a, as a man, growing and then growing as a husband, then becoming a father. And then, you know, got to get rid of those boyhood ways. It's been a journey of sanctification since then, you know? It's awesome, man. Uh, it's quite a story for sure. Just, I mean, obviously kind of your childhood and, and growing up without a father and, and even everything you went through with your mom. Um, I, I'm sure Restoring Heroes Project was, was birthed out of that, those experiences. Can you just tell us more about, about what Restoring Heroes Project is, what you guys are up to, how it, how it came about? Um, restoring happens when men are not in the home. And it helped me realize that, like, I'm a comic book fan. I'm a big, I'm a big comic book movie nerd and all the other stuff. And help me realize that be having fathers in the home and take care of the family like we're supposed to, uh, uh, suicide rates go down, poverty rates go down, hmm. teen pregnancy go down. Like it's all these things that go that that goes away if we if we just stay there. Like men, we need to realize how much power that we have and that God has created us um, to be a leader, to give identity, to do these things. So it was kind of birthed out of that where it was. Um, it was a it was a realization that being a man is nothing to be ashamed of mm-hmm. and being a leader is nothing to be afraid of god has given us permission and given and empowered us to do so if we lean on him mm-hmm. so restoring heroes is about putting men back on the path towards jesus christ towards mm-hmm. biblical manhood to change their families to change their lives to change uh, their bloodlines and their family trees Love that. It's needed. Um, you know, you talk a lot about biblical manhood, and, and manhood in general uh, is is definitely a hot topic today. What is, in your opinion, what is biblical manhood, and how do we, as as Christian men, how do we practically live that out? Biblical manhood is a submission of our own will to the will of the Lord, and what I mean by that practically is living the way God. Mm-hmm. And, and living as a man the way God says you ought to live. So when God says you need to be the spiritual leader of your household, well, you need to be the spiritual leader of your household. When you get in the Bible, you can find men going out to battle, going out to the hard things, not avoiding the hard things. Anytime a man in the Bible avoided hard things, destruction happened. Mm. If uh, Samson and Delilah, when Samson avoided confronting Delilah, about her bugging him and vexing him in his spirit, he just get and when he gave in to him, destruction happened. Uh, when David ran a, did not go to war that one time, he saw Bathsheba mm-hmm. and destruction happened. Yep. Um, so anytime, so the biblical manhood is, is following the God has for us through the eyes of the Bible. Everything, even masculinity, all that stuff through the through the filter of the scriptures, hmm. and basically. What I would say is um, being a biblical man is, is going to work um, every day. That's, that's, that's honoring God in your work yep. and loving you and, and, and doing it to the glory of God. Mm. Um, it's teaching your children about the Bible, not in, in, and imperfectly, 
you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. You're messing up. You're, you you don't know that Malachi comes from Matthew. All that stuff. That's that's totally fine. But you're doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. You praying with your wife, even though it's awkward and it feels funny. Mm-hmm. You praying for your kids. Um, you being uh, you understanding that the kid, your child, needs to learn from you before they learn it from Sunday school. Mm-hmm. So Sunday school is a reinforcement of what they do at home because Daddy teaches. Um, the Bible. So that's what I, that's what I'll say. How you do that practically? Mm, that's so good. Yeah, it reminds me of, uh, of something a good friend of mine says often: is God. You look at the history of the Bible, the stories of you know so many men and women, and God never gave anyone an assignment that wasn't hard. Right. You know, there right. he, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not going to give you something easy to just sit back and no. kick up your feet. He's, and <laughs> he was never in the in the even in the garden, when mm-hmm. God created Adam, like He created him and placed him right to work. Like the, in uh, Genesis two talks about, it. He created him and put him to work in the garden to tend and subdue the land. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was never work. It was never supposed to be, um, or the God, God, had, what God had for us is never supposed to be easy according to our flesh. But yep. it's supposed to be, it's going to be beneficial for mm-hmm. our spirit. Yep. Amen. You know, we talk about this this in what you are doing through Restoring Heroes Project. You're talking about fighting passivity through biblical manhood. So why why are men so passive when it comes to being the, that spiritual leader or even just a leader in general in their home? I would say um, it's the Adam's curse. Um, because because of the Adam's curse, we, have, we think work is bad. Um, even though in the Bible before the curse, God created man to work because Adam's curse, we, we feel that doing work, doing hard work is a bad thing. No, doing hard work um, became laborious and became, became um, a chore once we, once we had the fall, which creates, which makes men avoid hard work always for the easy way. Um, Anytime we fall into sin, anytime we deal with the pornography thing or anything else, is always avoiding something hard for something easy. Mm-hmm. When we when we fall into anger, it's avoiding dealing with the emotion for something easier. Yep. So because of the fall and because we need to continue to get renewed in the Holy Spirit, we love going for the easy route, yep. the easy road, the uh, the path of least resistance. Yep. Even even if we um, even if, if it's avoiding something good, like we could do something good to avoid um, something hard. Like we can go to the gym all the time to avoid being with our families mm-hmm. and understanding our family. We can use our families and being with our families to avoid growing with other men. So we can say, well, I just got to spend time with my family seven days a week all the time. And you never get it get with other men. So it's always the, uh, we have a tendency and I know I have a tendency to always lean towards the path of least resistance. Hmm. That's so good. Yeah, I think that's just inherent in men. I think about uh, something as simple as you know coming home from a long day of work, and and your wife just wants to sit and talk and have a conversation. And and I think often as men, we just kind of want to we just shut down when we get home. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just shut down and we want to, you know, whether it's lay on the couch and watch TV or sit on our phones and. It's exactly what you're talking about, that path of least resistance. But, um, yeah, I think God desires 
uh, more for our marriages, more for our families, more for us as men, more for our relationships with God. So, and that's so good. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing to want to veg out. Sometimes it's, not, it's good to veg out. Yeah. And there's good practices of decompressing before you go and before you leave, give and get out the car to, to sit in the car and pray before you step out. Mm. You know, just all those things. That's so uh, but, you know, we just got to take those steps to do those things, you know. Definitely. Amen. One of the uh, one of the first uh, one of the first videos or, um, on YouTube that I saw or that I watched of yours, James, was what type of I think it was called what type of man are you? Hmm. And it, it, you talked about, am I the type of man I would want my daughter to marry? Oh yeah. And am man, I the type? Awesome. Am I the type of? Am I the Why type of man I would up? want my son to emulate? And man, whoo, that hits you like a ton of bricks. You don't want this podcast to go well at all. You just want to bring up all the hard <laughs> stuff right now. <laughs> uh, that's what we're here for, man. We're not taking the least the path of least resistance today. <laughs> oh, that's my words against me. Oh, now. How you doing? Thing. Oh, but man, I you know having a two year old daughter, man, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Because I mean, as you know, you have an eleven month old, but I mean, as they as they grow from a baby to a toddler to a kid, man, do they soak up things like a sponge? And yep. man, as, as she's as she's gotten older here in this you know last year year and a year and a half, and and she's watching and listening to everything I do, and you know everything my wife does, man, are the are the words you use and and the actions you use so important? But can you just can you just you know, talk a little bit more about, about that video and, and your thoughts behind it. But the whole point of the videos were, was to, um, was to challenge men to step up their game when it comes to their spiritual life, um, to help them realize that the arrogance that we naturally put on things, we have a tendency to think just because we know a couple of scriptures, we know it better than the next guy that mm -hmm. we have everything all together and we have nothing else to learn. But it's to it's to bring that 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 good conviction about when I'm gonna pose that question, would you be satisfied with your daughter marrying a man marrying a man with your um prayer life, your biblical with your your strength and your courage or whatever? Um it's to get men to really think about what they're doing and are they really really all in God. That's, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Yeah, that was uh like I said when I when I watched that and listened to that uh video, man, I was like it was like a smack in the face. I'm like, man, that's so good. It was such a such a good challenge to all man, man. So I thank you for that for sure. You know, as we uh as we're celebrating uh Holy Week and we get ready ready for Good Friday and Easter, man, it's like and it's not just because it's Holy Week, but as men, Jesus is that perfect example for us, for biblical manhood, for biblical manhood, for the type of leader and man we should be. He's, you know, that perfect example of sacrificial leadership. Uh, and that's, I think that's how as men we should be. We should serve others like Jesus. Um, can you, I know we, I know we talked a little bit about this already, but can you just give men some what does it look like to be a sacrificial leader as a man? I can I can say what it's not. Um, a little bit better to, to paint the, the picture. I don't think being a sacrificial man 
is you um, you're neglecting your mental health and your mental well-being for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, you get caught up in um, the, uh, even the, the name sacrificial leadership and sacrificial love and all these things. And we neglect the fact that we need man to encourage us. We neglect the fact that we need time to re, uh, to recharge and we need time away to do things. So we run ourselves ragged. I don't think sacrificial man uh, leadership means a burnout on um, the things you need. Mm. So in, in that vein, sacrificial manhood and sacrificial leadership means you doing what you have to do to make sure that you are first obeying the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I feel that it's um, going, going the path that you don't, you don't feel like going mm-hmm. sacrificing your 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 tendency for passivity yep. sacrificing uh the the atom gene in your in your dna sacrificing that for the sake of doing the hard thing and right thing and doing the righteous thing mm. uh, that's how i feel yeah i think uh, the i feel like the uh the theme continues throughout this podcast the path of least resistance <laughs> that might have to be the title. <laughs> yeah, man, I like it. Uh, you talked a lot about as men, we need we need men in our corners. We need to do life with other men. Like we can't we can't be on an island. Yeah. We can't do this on our own. Um, you know, at Men of Iron, we're all about we're all about mentorship. We're all about finding that that guy in your life that's gonna that's gonna hold you accountable. That's gonna challenge you, encourage you, and and to help that to help you be that man of God. Uh, that that God desires you to be. I would love to hear, James, as as we wrap this up. Who are some men? Who are some mentors in your life who have helped you become the man you are today, and and even now uh, in your walk, who are helping you um, today? Okay, my um, I would say my uncle, um, the guy who the man who raised me, the guy who I call dad, um, definitely taught me. He wasn't he's not a perfect man, but mm. he definitely taught me hard work. And uh, built character, did stuff like had me rake like all the, all the leaves and stuff in the winter by myself while everybody else was in the house. And I asked him about that later in life. He was like, it was to build um, um, not not just character, but what did he say? Uh, it was I told you to do something. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be able to complete it without whining? Hmm. complaining hmm. and i did a shovel and so like he taught me those things then i have men and in, in, um men in the world like uh, my friend craig um was an older gentleman it's just his perspective on god and, and, and things is so so different uh, and so like and so he not he's like it's so different man it's really cool then, like, my, and the pastors I had along the way, the Pastor Scotts when I was younger, and then uh, uh, Pastor Ringer, and there's all these guys, and then now Pastor Greg. Um, and then um, I have virtual, like, mentors and people mm-hmm. I look up to, like Toby Bacham mm-hmm. or, or um, not just like Bodie Bacham, Francis Chan, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Matt Chandler, like, those guys, I mean, John Piper, stuff like that. Yep, love it, so, man. 
Awesome. How can how can uh, people get connected with Restor Restoring Heroes Project? Can you just give them some info? Yes. So Restoring Heroes Project, the podcast is everywhere podcasts can be listened to. Um, so that's a blessing. Mm. Like, it's, it's amazing. So and then uh, so you just look at Restoring Heroes Podcast in your iTunes or your Google platform. Hot fish, whatever. All the things you call. Uh, it's everywhere. And, uh, right, everywhere. And then um, we have a, I have a YouTube channel, Restoring Heroes Project, awesome. on YouTube. And then um, uh, Instagram, uh, Hero Stuff Bro. Awesome. And that's how, what I screamed before. Oh, man, so, I'm so, I'm so well, sad I didn't get to hear it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna as soon as we're done. I'm I'm going on your YouTube page and just listening to a couple. If and. If you're listening right now or watching, you just need to just hit pause and go find James on Instagram or YouTube and listen to his intro. Because if that doesn't get you pumped up, man, then you, yeah. I don't know, you're not breathing or something. Yeah, man. It's time for that hero stuff. And um, <laughs> that's where I am. I really, and I like doing these things with, with you guys and, and uh, the same goal, hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and and I'm really nervous even about saying like I don't like it at the top of my podcast because I want people to listen to you more. Like <laughs> if they listen to me, that's cool. Like, I don't need it. I don't, and, you know I love I love go out you guys need to do, man. It's it's amazing what you guys are doing at Man, uh, man of Iron. Like appreciate it's, that. It's really cool, man. Awesome. Yeah, we actually, uh, we this year, we just opened our second office in Canton, Ohio. I don't know how far Springfield is from Canton, but. Hours. How long was that? Three or four hours. Okay, okay. Well, if you're ever down for a road trip, our our state director out there, Brian Ziegler, he's he's got a phenomenal story. He's a phenomenal man. I'm sure you two would love to connect, man. It'd be awesome. Man, it was an honor to have you. This was, this was an awesome podcast. I can't wait. Uh, just can't wait to. Get this out to the masses, man. Thank you again for just uh, your passion. Because yeah, go ahead, man. Um, what one, one guy that you did a podcast with? Um, you gave him like a hat, t-shirts, and all the other stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You want uh, you want some of that men of iron swag? It's, it's not. Is that not a thing? Can I not get swag, bro? Like is that what you're saying? <laughs> Hey, trust me, man. I'm going to connect after this and get your address and size. I want to make sure you get some of iron gear. There we go. <laughs> okay, now we, can... now we can close out, right? <laughs> oh, I love it, man. Well, thanks again, James. It's it's an honor to have you on the show, man. It was uh, it was an amazing interview, an amazing talk. Man, I love your heart for the Lord. Uh, I love your passion for seeing men lead with excellence uh, and with Jesus at the center. Just keep up the phenomenal work, man. We'll be cheering you on. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to do this again. You we'll got be it, on man. my show next time. <laughs> just, uh, I love it, man. We would love to be on. Yeah, just hang on for a second. I'm just going to wrap up here, and then I'll, then I'll connect with you off air. For more info on the Men of Iron podcast, you can go to menofiron.org backslash podcast. You can find us on all podcast outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you again to James Hall, our special guest today from the Restoring Heroes Project. And thank you to our sponsors. We are out.